Well, if you like Missouri basketball last season with a whole bunch of mid-major transfers, how do some four and five star high school players sound in that system? Plus, why well, I can prove to you that Chris Abrams' drain really is that darn good. Coming up right now on Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube and now on the SiriusXM app as well, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you know what? On this particular day, on Thursday, no Missouri football practice. But I do have some football to talk about, of course, but I do mostly want to talk here at the top about basketball because, yes, Dennis Gates, yeah, it's the off season, but, man, that guy never seems to sleep whatsoever, and his efforts sure seem to be paying off behind the scenes right now. Nothing official yet, but we do have some announcements coming up here. In fact, this from powermazoo.com. A couple of big time a couple of big time targets I should say for Missouri basketball this Monday Marcus Allen no not the former running back Kansas City Chief Oakland Raider all that good stuff but no the Miami area high school basketball player announcing on Monday then August 11th Peyton Marshall the former Auburn commit going to announce his intentions as well and this is notable for Missouri fans because both of these guys are now future cast. I talked about this a little bit yesterday over at Rivals.com. Their analysts have something called future cast. And their batting average is up for all the world to see forever and ever out there. So I don't think these analysts just throw those future casts out there likely, or out there lightly, I should say, whatsoever. So let's actually talk a little bit about both of these guys. Let's first start with Peyton Marshall, who is, again, deciding next week on August 11th. A former Auburn commit until recently with Bruce Pearl. Well, it sure seems like Peyton Marshall is a very unique commodity, or I should say a really a rare commodity in this day and age in basketball because he has a real back-to-the-basket game. A four-star player, top top 75 type guy, but he's big, 6'11", 300 pounds, and you know what? I got to be honest, he wasn't quite exactly the player I was expecting because usually these days guys that size who are high-level players have more of a, a Jeremiah Tillman type of body, but really Peyton Marshall's body, to be quite frank, is more like a taller version of Steve Moore at this point. In other words, this young man definitely can lose a little bit of weight and actually that will that's actually a good thing that means he has a lot more upside because already Marshall is a very impressive player in an incredibly tough matchup on the offensive end of the court when he has the ball with his back to the basket not only does he have that size he has good footwork he's willing to finish with his left hand as well as his right hand and actually considering how big and young this young man is he uses his body to bully guys on offense 
while being in control. He does a nice job of not committing charging fouls, from what I can tell. He's patient. I like him a lot. I think, again, a very rare commodity and a guy who doesn't necessarily fit the profile of a Dennis Gates big man. I didn't see him out there shooting three-pointers or even standing anywhere outside of five to ten feet from the basket. Peyton Marshall, hey, if you've been wanting some more back-to-the-basket post-play, like, well, I'd like to see some occasionally, at least from the five spot. I don't want to see two post guys out there at the same time. That's more of how... I would like to operate. If we're going to go five out, great. But I'm just saying, don't go two post guys. That's that's 90s basketball, and it no longer works. I think Dennis Gates is well aware of that, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know. My point is, you can definitely still go with one guy who can play like this and spread around four guys who can play on the perimeter with him. I don't think that's a problem whatsoever. If anything, the question with Peyton Marshall is, is he going to be able to be good enough defensively in the type of system, the switch-heavy system that Gates likes to play? Maybe you'll see more drop coverage in the pick-and-roll when Peyton Marshall's in the ball game. We'll have to see. But he's definitely a really interesting prospect and obviously one to keep a really close eye on this this coming August 11th, what, that's Friday, yep, a week from tomorrow, so we'll know very soon with him. And speaking of knowing very soon, we're actually going to know even sooner with Marcus Allen. He's going to announce on Monday, reportedly, and again, another guy who not only got the Gabe DeArmond future cast, but three other writers over at Rivals.com joined Gabe just yesterday in giving a future cast to Marcus Allen. So that tells me he's a virtual lock to Mizzou this coming Monday. But you know what? We'll, again, we'll find out on Monday when he announces his commitment. What really stands out to me about the six foot six, a 210 pound Allen is that in the EYBL Atlanta highlights, which is what I was looking at specifically, didn't, didn't look for his high school coach to put out highlights. I'd rather see a highlights from an actual tournament and not an entire season. Well, one thing they do in the EYBL is they play with a 24-second clock. And actually, I think that suited Marcus Allen's game quite nicely because he is really decisive. That's one thing I noticed when he gets the basketball. He doesn't just stand around and hold it. He does something with it, and if you watch Missouri last season, I think that's a really good thing. You don't want a lot of ball stoppers in Dennis Gates' system, but again, at 6'6", 210 pounds, he's also versatile. That that stood out to me as well. There's a little bit of Kobe Brown in his game, I would say, too, because at that size, 6'6", 210, really, I was almost surprised he was listed at only 210 because I thought he used his body really well and had some sort of subtle... I would say advanced for his age, basket attacking moves that really punished a lot of those guys who were smaller than him at his position. I just thought he seemed thicker than his listing at 210 pounds just simply in terms of muscle mass. But I came away really impressed with Marcus Allen, actually more impressed than I was expecting. So if indeed that Peyton Marshall and Marcus Allen are going to be Tigers next week, well, that's one heck of a start, along with T.O. Barrett from Oklahoma, another four-star type kid who looks to be a heck of a defensive player on the perimeter. I really like this high school class, if indeed this is where we're starting with the first three guys. 
And you know what? It turns out there's one more player that the Tigers are really in on, a five-star player. I would say at this point he's going to be a borderline McDonald's All-American type player. Looks like it's between Missouri and Eric Musselman and the Arkansas Razorbacks. You know what? I want to talk about Anor Botang coming up soon right after this break, actually. But first, I do want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs because these days, you know what, can really be a high-stakes gamble anytime you hire someone to your small business. Let's just be real. So you want to be certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And Here's all you got to do. If you have a LinkedIn profile right now, all you have to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your current LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. It really is as simple as that. Who wants to sign up for a new thing? I bet you've got a new LinkedIn profile right now. Well, you know what? That'll get you even quicker to hiring the best possible candidates as fast as you possibly can, and it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. So again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And as I record here in about 20 minutes, the Royals finish off their series with the New York Mets on the SiriusXM app or on your radio dial channel 178. Or if you want to check out the Cardinals later this evening against the Minnesota Twins at 645, well, of course, that's on the app or channel 176 on your radio dial. But you know what? We're going to talk about... Anor Botang. Yes, it's not boating, as may have some of us would have assumed, but no, Anor Botang, six foot five, two oh five from Little Rock, Arkansas, apparently going to take a visit to Missouri at the end of the month here, although we don't have a, a time when Botang is going to announce his commitment. And that's not too surprising as he's an even higher level prospect, I should say as Peyton Marshall and Marcus Allen. In fact, he's a consensus top 30 guy on three, has him ranked, in fact, as high as the number nine prospect in the entire country. So, yeah, a guy who could definitely be a McDonald's All-American type player in 2024. If anything, I think he's growing into his body and getting even stronger because one thing that really stands out to me when I watch Botang play is that he draws fouls. There is no doubt about that. He is not afraid of contact on top of being a good shooter, which you would expect from a Dennis Gates recruit. And again, along with being able to draw fouls in the paint, he's got a really strong handle, not afraid to dribble through traffic. I would almost say he relies on that a little bit too much, but I'll say in a Gates system, you're going to have great you're gonna have great shooting around you great spacing all that good stuff so his skill set will still will still do him well it'd almost be better for him in college I think to have a little bit more 
room to operate. But again, I mentioned Eric Musselman and the Razorbacks earlier. It does feel like a Missouri-Arkansas race right now. If you listen to all the recruiting information out there, again, for the Arkansas Player of the Year. So Missouri may have a little bit of work to do on the Little Rock prospect, but sure seems like things are trending Missouri's way there. Not really ready to make any giant predictions from this end, certainly, and it doesn't seem like the people no no future casts for him yet either for Missouri's way either but things seem to be trending again in the right direction and you know what believe it or not I do still have a little bit more basketball to talk here deep in the offseason but let's transition to football here for a little while because one thing I've noticed this offseason is I am I'm the weirdo who sits in the south end zone, stands up, and films every snap with his iPhone. If you're wondering who is that guy, hi, how you doing? That's me. I'll confess to it right now. But I have to say, doing that has been helpful to me, for sure, just analyzing Missouri football, quite simply. And one thing I've been big on last year, just looking at it with my own eyes, is that, my goodness... Find me a better combination at corner than Chris Abrams Drain and Ennis Rakestraw. And well, I have to say, you look at these all SEC teams, well, neither one of those guys is first team all SEC preseason, even even second team all SEC preseason. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that my analysis of them is wrong. In fact, I've got some numbers here to back me up pretty strongly. Maybe that says more about the quality of corners in the league in general, especially on Alabama, Georgia, LSU, who is traditionally a very good corner school as well. But here's some here's some good numbers here for you, though. This is actually from Bill Conley, a Mizzou guy, over at ESPN these days. I'll just quote here. Not only did Abrams Drain break up 14 passes and allow a paltry 27.8 QBR in Blake Baker's man-heavy system, He also had the most tackles in FBS, 43, without being credited with a single missed tackle. As a cornerback, he says with an exclamation point. So again, let's break that down a little bit. You, You get your hands on a pass. Well, about every four times you do that, you're probably going to pick one off. So if anything, I think maybe people are looking at Abrams Drain's relatively low interception totals from last year. And, you know, just a lot of times, especially back in the day, when analysis of defensive back play especially was a lot more rudimentary, you would just see who led the league and interceptions and write them down as the first team all-league corner. Well, I think these days we've got some better ways of looking at that. And I think especially, while ironically I'm not a necessarily a huge fan of QBR for analyzing quarterbacks, at least parsing them you know, real closely, like, okay, well, if one guy's number three in QBR and the other guy's number one, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm I'm going with that. 100% the guy is one is the best guy in the league. But I will say this. You flip it around and you do it for defensive backs, I actually do find it to be really helpful, especially when you see a 27.8. Listen, I'm not going to delve too deeply into QBR here, but just to give you some context, I mean, that's like 
literally me coming out of the stands at 40 years old with a a 29 yard arm coming out of the stands and running the Missouri offense. I think at 27.8, I mean, I'm just saying that's unimaginably bad is my point here. That just shows how good Abrams drain was last season. And it shows why, even though I've heard some Georgia fans saying, well, last season, well, you know, all the Tigers did against us is they just ran press man and we just didn't have the receivers to beat those guys off the line. Okay, fair enough. Georgia got a little better at receiver as the year went along, but I wouldn't dismiss those two corners. Obviously, I got some really good numbers for Abrams drain there to back it up. I'd love to see Rakestraw's QBR as well because my eyes said he was really excellent last season too. Got to be the strength of the Missouri defense, in my opinion. Whether they truly are the best corner duo in the SEC or not, if they aren't, well, it's no discredit to those two guys whatsoever. I can promise you that. And speaking of Missouri's secondary, Gerard Hamilton over at PowerMizzou.com said, quote, I was told earlier in the summer that Florida transfer Trevez Johnson may be the steal of the portal. So he's going to play and share a good amount of snaps at the star with Dalen Carnell, end quote. So, wow, if that's the case, because last season, I really thought Dalen Carnell came on incredibly strong. And I think Missouri's going to be incredibly strong at that star position with simply just Carnell. So if Trevez Johnson is really playing well enough to be taking some snaps away from Carnell, that's a great sign, obviously, not only for Missouri's depth on defense this season, I think it's a great sign for their potential versatility as well, because you never know what kind of matchups you're going to face each and every week in the SEC. Certain teams are stronger at wide receiver. Maybe certain teams like Georgia are, are three to four deep with NFL tight ends. So being able to have a guy like Trevez Johnson, like Dalen Carnell, who can hit hard apparently in the running game, I know Carnell can, and he can certainly cover as well, if Johnson is anything like Carnell, I can definitely see situations where we put both of those guys on the field at the same time. Maybe some obvious passing downs where you don't want to totally give up on the, the possibility of a draw, a screen, something like that. You want to have some sure tacklers in there anyway. I don't know. I just love hearing that and the potential versatility that it brings for Blake Baker and his defense. And coming up, one more note on basketball as freshman Trent Pierce has kind of been the talk of the Jamaica trip for the Missouri basketball team this offseason. So I want to give a little bit of color on Trent Pierce coming up right after these quick words. So at Mizzou Hype on Twitter, or I guess on X, right? I'm going to get this right probably in a year or two, I would say, if my inability to call the Los Angeles Rams, the St. Louis Rams, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. That'll probably take me a year or two to actually get used to calling it X. But regardless, Mizzou Hype helpfully made a hype video for this podcast yesterday. So thank you very much for that. And as a thank you, I'm going to answer his question or his comment, if you will. He says, but seriously, there's a lot of buzz with Trent Pierce and that he's going to be a beast. Drop 20 points and 10 rebounds 
in the intra-squad game and saw comments of Kobe Brown and Sean East calling him a, quote, pro. And yeah, I've seen a lot of hype from Trent Pierce, too, for sure, for Trent Pierce, I should say. And frankly, I, I don't know what to make of, I'm not going to go out insane with a 20.10 rebound performance as Mizzou hype called it an intra-squad game or or was it a game against that sort of local professional Jamaica team was that the 20 and 10 regardless I'm not going to make a ton of that but I what I will say is I've been hyped for Trent Pierce for the last year or so actually over a year so the fact is if he's continuing to grow into his body a little bit. I don't think we should be surprised that Pierce is turning some heads because last season, last summer, I should say, July 13th, you want to go back and listen to my podcast from that day, Pierce committed to Missouri the day before. So I've had about a year-long sort of long-distance relationship with the kid, and for a long time I've said, man, he has got the look of a diamond in the rough here. I'm a four-star diamond in the rough. He's somebody who's already proven he can play in high school, but a kid who's got a little bit of Denario Alexander in him in that he's a late bloomer. He's sprouted up to about six foot ten now, but he's definitely a more of a, a perimeter player, a score. He's not he's not Peyton Marshall, that's for darn sure. He's certainly on the skinny side, at least he was a year ago. I'm sure having at least a little bit of time in the Missouri weight programs probably helped a little bit, but to me, Pierce looks like a guy who's a very smooth jump shooter and score, and at that size, who's going to bother his shot whatsoever? I also think he's got tremendous upside on the defensive end too. Again, considering he's six foot in, six foot ten, excuse me, pushing that anyway, just nothing but arms and elbows flying around out there. But I, I don't want to make it sound like he's. He's uncoordinated or anything, actually quite the opposite because, well, I wouldn't describe Pierce as an incredibly explosive athlete. I would say he's a very fluid athlete. That's what I said last July, 2022, and I'm going to stick with that today. I think, again, for a guy that size who has had a big growth spurt too, if anything, I think his fluidity and overall athleticism will probably just continue to improve, and it probably already has since I really took a deep dive on Pierce about 13 months ago now. So Mizzou hype, hey, I'm, I'm with you. No pun intended, but I'm absolutely hyped for Trent Pierce and this Missouri basketball season coming up, no doubt about it. I think Pierce is going to turn some heads for sure and is going to be a guy who's a part of the rotation, without a doubt, this coming season. So, you know what? Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Mizzou. For you everydayers, of course, I'll be here tomorrow with more Mizzou football notes. want to talk about Kyron Montgomery. also want to talk more basketball. Jimmy McKinney's son gets an offer from Dennis Gates. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Time has passed. So we'll talk about all that coming up next time right here on Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.